Today's daf is Vamasdaf Mem Gimel, and we are starting the first line, Amar Leh. So yesterday we ended off on a bit of a tangent. Rav Nachum, who was Rebavo's Shamish, asked Rebavo a few things. One of the things he asked him was, in Klole Hapsak, the way we paskin, if there's a Stam Mishnah, which means that there's a Mishnah, uh, mainly with no Tan attributed to it, the Mishnah just says something without any names, and then the Brysa discusses the same thing, but it brings a machlaikas. It brings what the Mishnah brought with, along with the machlaikas. So who do we paskin like? Do we paskin like the Stam Mishnah or like the Brysa with the machlaikas? So Rebavo answered Reb Nachum, we paskin like the Stam Mishnah. So our Gemara starts off with that. Omar Le. So Reb Nachum asked back on Rebavo. Well, it's not, but we see a Mishnah. Completely unrelated topic, but he's going to ask on this klal that he said from this Mishnah. The, the Mishnah says, Masar Kishol Pishton, you have a flax comb, a comb for flax. If its teeth were taking off, taken off, now we know the only time a kli is mikabal tomo is if it's a kli, but if you completely destroy it to the point it's not a kli anymore, so it's not going to be mikabal tomo. So if you took off the teeth off of this comb, is it going to be considered a kli to be mikabal tomo? So if, the Gemara says, if two are left, if there's still two teeth left, it's still considered a kli enough to be tomeos. It's still a kli, it's still going to be mikabal tomo. If there's one left tehira, then it's not a kli anymore, and it's going to be tehira. Vekulan, the Mishnah continues, all all of these teeth that you removed, one by one by themselves. So these teeth themselves, if you're able to, you, you took them off, since you're able to use these teeth individually, so therefore, they're going to be mikabal tomo, the teeth themselves. Shalt semer, if you have a comb that's used for combing wool, that one of the two middle ones, meaning this on this comb, you had sets of three teeth. So if the middle one of the three was taken off tar, then it's going to be tar because it's not really considered a kli anymore. But even if you have one place on the comb where you have three intact together, so tame, it's still going to be tame. However, if one of those three, one of these, one of the parts that you had three left, so you're going to be, you're going to say it's really a kli. But one of those three was made up of a chitzayna, of an outer tooth, which was a little different than the other teeth. So you had two regular and one outer, and that's the three that you had. So it's not going to be considered three to make it a kli and tar. It's still going to be tar. It's not going to be in Mechabal Tama. Nitzlu Beis, V'asan If you took off two of these teeth and you made it into a tweezer, Tameis, it's going to be tummy. Achas, if you took off one, but you still had a use for this one tooth, and you designated it to clean out a candle, or to stretch a baguette, whatever you use this one thing for, it's going to be tame, because that itself is going to be considered like a tli, like a kli. And here's the question, and we know that the halacha is not like that mishnah, so Rav Nachum is asking a question here on Rav Avoh, because Rav Nachum assumed that the reason the halacha is not like this mishnah is because we have a machlaikis in a brisa elsewhere. So therefore, he's asking back on Ravavo, when you have a Stam Mishnah, that said, when you have a Stam Mishnah and a Machlaikis and a Brai, so you're passing like the Stam Mishnah, over here we have a Stam Mishnah, and we're not paskining like the Stam Mishnah, presumably because we have a Brai somewhere else that has a Machlaikis about this. So Amrlei, he said back to him, Bar Minadahi, don't bring me a question from that Mishnah, that Mishnah we don't paskin like for other reasons, because the Rebbech and Rishlakish, the Amitravayu, Zu'ena Mishnah, Rebbech and Rishlakish both said about this Mishnah that this Mishnah is not valid, and the reason is because it's a messed up Mishnah, things in it, there's contradictions within the Mishnah, and therefore it's a Mishubeshta, and don't learn that Mishnah, it's not valid. My time, huh? 
What's the reason that that mission is not valid? Because there's a contradiction between the Risha of the Mishnah and the Seifa. Diktani. It says in the Seifa, Shaltzemer, if you have a comb that's used for wool, Shanitl Shin of Achazmimentaim, Tahor. If you have a set of three teeth and the middle one was taken, so it's going to be tar because it's not going to be considered a clea anymore. What does that, what does that imply? That if you have two left in one place, if you have two teeth next to each other in one place, it's going to be tummy. And then it said, then it said, only if you have three teeth left in one place, gimel in, that's dafka, three, three teeth and shtayim lay, but not two. So in one place it's mashma that you two only two left is good enough to make it a kli, and then it's mashma that you need three left to make it a kli. So we have a contradiction, ratio to the seifa, and therefore this mishnah is not valid, and that's why we don't paskin like it. So the gemara asks on that though. Umay kosher. What's the problem with that though? Dilma habigavaisa habibriyasa. Maybe that's talking about the inner row, and that's talking about the outer row. Meaning the inner row is less crucial and therefore it needs less teeth but the outer row does most of the work and therefore it would need three teeth so that's not necessarily kasha the gemara says okay so the, really the problem with the mishnah is alimehocha from here diktani as it says if you took off one by one and you use these these teeth for something so they're going to be tummy each one individually just by fact of just by virtue of taking them off because you could use them for something even if you didn't specifically set them aside from something ema seifa and then i'll tell you what the seifa said that if you took off one of the teeth and you specifically set it aside either for a nair or to stretch out a baguette, but only then it's going to be tmeya, only if you specifically set it aside. But the ratio was mashma, even if you didn't specifically set it aside. And the Gemara speaks that out. It's mashma dafka if you set it aside, but not if you didn't. Amr Abaye, Abaye answers my kushya. Again, that's not a question. Maybe one's talking about when you pulled out one of the teeth and it still had some wood on it, so it's considered like a handle, like a base yard, which would make it more like a clean. But the one that says you have to dafka set it aside is talking about when it didn't have wood on it, it didn't have a handle, and therefore it's not a clean unless you specifically set it aside. Amr of Papa, Rav Papa gave a different answer. My kushya, what's the problem? Dilma, medilma, habbe, katinta, habbe alimsa. That maybe one's talking about how thin it, that, where it's thin, one's talking about where it's thick. That where it's thin, you have to specifically set it aside, but where it's thick and it's a good piece on its own, you don't necessarily have to set it aside. So Ella, rather, really the reason this Mishnah isn't a question on Ravavo, meaning we tried to say it's a messed up Mishnah, so we don't paskin like it anyway. And we just answer that it's not necessarily a stira, there's not, there aren't necessarily so many problems with the Mishnah. But rather, the reason that we don't paskin like this Mishnah, and the reason it's not a question on Ravavo, Ella Mishum de Misaimiba Davankni, that the davakni, the, the ones, the people who are very medayik, the people who know how to learn and they're very medayik, they don't learn this Mishnah as a Stam Mishnah. They learn this as Reb Shimon Shita. They end off this Mishnah as Zudivir Reb Shimon. Therefore it's, therefore, it's not a question of a bow because it's not a Stam Mishnah anymore. It's, a, it's from Shimon Shita. And therefore, it's not a problem that we don't paskin like it. And it's not any raya that when you have a Stam Mishnah and the Brisa with the Machlekes, we're going to paskin like the Brisa. So Gemara is continuing now what we were speaking about yesterday in terms of the Indian of Havchana, that a woman has to wait three months after she was previously married until she gets married again because we want to make sure that she's not pregnant so we'll know who the father 
of the child is. So, Shalach Rebchia Baravin, Rebchia Baravin sent out a halacha, me'arsin toich gimel. He said, you're allowed to do erisin. You can't get fully married, but you're allowed to do erisin within the three months. V'chinas and Maisa, also we paskin that way, and that's the way we paskin. You're allowed to do erisin. You're allowed to do Maisa erisin within the three months. V'chinas, Rebbe Lezer, Melam Deinu, also Rebbe Lezer, you teach us, Mishum Rebbe Chanina Agadah, in the name of Rebbe Chanina Agadah, Rubai Shal Rishain, all you need is most of the first month, the month he died in, Rubai Shal Shlishain, most of the third month, but the middle month has to be a complete month, and that's all you need. That's what three months means. Amemar allowed people to be me'aris, to do erusin, uh, on the 90th day itself. So, Amr both said that you have to wait three months. She has to wait three months besides for the day that her husband died, and besides for the day that she's getting married itself. So, how... Did a Maymar allow Erusin on the 90th day itself? If Rav and Shmuel clearly said not that way. So he answered, no. That was said specifically. It's true. Meaning, it's true Rav and Shmuel said a Memra that she has to wait besides the 90th day itself. But that wasn't regarding Erusin. That was regarding Nisuin. Sorry, not Nisuin at all. That's talking about the fact that a woman has to wait while she's a menekes, while she is nursing. Because the same halacha, just like we saw yesterday, just like she has to wait three months after she gets married to see if she's pregnant, so too a nursing woman is not allowed to get married and she has to wait 24 months, which is presumably when she finishes nursing until she's allowed to get married again. So that, that they said, that chutz mi yoyim except for the day that she's getting married on, that's talking about lenin menekes. Itmar. That was said, Rabbi Shmuel did say that, but they said that regarding the halacha that a woman that's nursing cannot get married within 24 months. So that she has to wait besides for that day, the Itmar. As we saw, so sorry, Rabbi Shmuel, as we saw Rabbi Shmuel both said, they have to wait for 24 months, except for the day that the child was born, except for the day that she gets married. The Gemara asks, but we know there's a story of someone that made a Sudas Erusin to, on the 90th day itself, and Rava made him lose out on that Suda, made him throw everything out because he said, you're not allowed to get married on the 90th day itself. So what do we see? We see that it's even regarding Havchana, even the 90 days that she waits to see if she gets pregnant, even Havchana, this din of Chutzmi Yem applies, that it's even besides for the day, the 90th day itself. So Gemara answers that no, hahu, hahi, sudas nisuin avay. That wasn't a sudas erisin, but it was a sudas nisuin. It was a complete marriage, and that is going to be more chamer. That even on the ninetieth day itself, you have to wait. Vehilchasana locha is tzrichalamdin chavdad chodesh chutzmiyam shenayel bevi chutzmiyam shenisarsabai. You have to wait. A, a nursing woman has to wait the twenty-four months. Besides for the day that the child was born and besides for the day that she gets married on, and also the Gimel Chadashim, the three months that a woman has to wait to see if she's pregnant, so she has to wait those three months. Meaning three months besides for the day that her husband died and besides for the day that she gets married on. So going back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah had said, Shita of Riyasi. Riyasi argues in the Mishnah and he says that. That all women are allowed to get engaged. They're allowed to have erusin during this 30-day period. Sorry, during this three-month period. All women are allowed to have erusin besides for an almana, for a completely separate reason, because her husband died and she's now in Avelus, so she's not allowed to have. So Amar of Chizda, of Chizda asks on that, 
He says it should be, we should have a Kavachimer that should allow her to get engaged, to have Erusin, even during the time that she's in Avelus. So what's the Kavachimer? What once we see in a scenario that she's allowed to launder and, sorry, she's, again, we should have a Kavachimer that should tell us that she's allowed to have Eris and even while she is in Avelos. What's the Kavachimer? Just like we see in a certain place in which we're about to explain that she's not allowed to do kibbutz, she's not allowed to do launder, but she is allowed to have Erisin. So in a place where she's allowed to launder, like when she's in the Vela's 30 days by us, then for sure she should be allowed to have Erisin even by us. Now what's the place? So Maihi, what's the, what's it talking about? Maihi, the Gemara says, what's this place that you're not allowed to do kibbutz, but you are allowed to do Eris? And the Tanan, as we see in the Mishnah, Shabbos Shechal Tisha The Shabbos, the week that Tisha falls out in it, otherwise known as Shavua Shechal So, Asr L'Sapar L'Chabbos, you're not allowed to take a haircut, you're not allowed to do laundry. But on Thursday, you're allowed to because of the covenant of Shabbos. Vitanya, and we have a brisa that Koydim Azmanah, that before this time, meaning before Shavua Shechal Sorry, no, that's going to be the maskana. Kaidam as that means before Tisha B'av. Also, we're assuming it's the same time. You're supposed to do less. The, the Am does less business. Milisa Ulita, and they do less business. Milivnais, they do less building. Milintaya, less planting. Ume Arsin. They're allowed to get engaged, but they don't get fully married. They're allowed to do erisin, but not nisuin. But they also don't do the suda for the erisin. They're allowed to do the erisin itself, but not suda erisin. So, Mikomakam, what do we see here? That Shavuah Shachabai, Tishamav, where you're not allowed to do kibbutz, you're not allowed to launder, but you are allowed to get engaged. So we should have a Kavachimer. That over here, by our Almana, she's in Avelos all these 30 days, so we tell her she's not allowed to have Erisin, but why? It should be a Kavachimer from Shavuah Shachabai, Tishamav. Over there, you're allowed... You're not allowed to do kibbutz, you're not allowed to do laundry, but you are allowed to get engaged. So over here too, where you are allowed to do kibbutz, for sure you should be allowed to get engaged. So the Gemara answers that kitanya he kaidem the kaidem. That Bryce is not talking about kaidem zman hazeh. When it says kaidem zman hazeh, it doesn't mean before Tishabav. It means before Shavua Shechabai Tishabav, before the week of Tishabav, which is a lot more mekel. Meaning from Rosh Av until Shavua Shechabai, that's what it's talking about where you're allowed to do laundry. But Shavuot Shechabai itself, you wouldn't be allowed to do laundry, and you would not be allowed to have Erisin either. So Amar Rava, Rava says, We should have a, a Kav HaChaymer still, even from Kaimim even from that time period, from Rosh Av until Shavuot Shechabai. Why? So Just like we see over there, that you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do business as normal, and still you're allowed to do Erusin, you're allowed to get engaged. So So in a place where you're allowed to do business as usual, meaning during Avelis, by us, so for sure you should have, you should be able to do Erusin. So, so the Gemara answers, okay, fine. So, light tame with the Rabbi Yaisi, Aymer, Kolanashim Yisarsu, Eloima, Kolanashim Yinasu. Really, the Gemara is changing it for a second. We're not, we're going to fall off of this, but for now, we're saying like this that Rabbi Yaisi, don't say that he said that Kolanashim Yisarsu, that all women are allowed to get engaged besides her in Amana. Eloima say that what Rabbi Yaisi really meant was Kolanashim Yinasu. All women should 
are allowed to get married besides for an Almana because she's not allowed to get married during Avelis. Like, Mara Asana, but let's lay the Rabbi Yassi, let's lay the Rabbi not hold of Havchana? How could he say that all women are allowed to get married, fully married, Nisuin, during this three month period? Does it not hold of Havchana that we have to determine whose child is whose? And if you allow all women to get fully married during this three month period, that completely destroys Havchana. You're not going to know, you're not going to know whose child it is. So, how could Rabbi Yassi not hold of Havchana? So the Gemara answers, yeah, Nechanami, Leslie, he doesn't hold of Avchana, or we could say another answer, that really, really, even Rabbi Yassi, he does hold of Avchana, and he didn't mean that all women are allowed to get fully married during this three-month period. What he meant to say was, when he said in the Mishnah, that kol hanoshim yisarsu, all women are allowed to get engaged, except for an Amana because of the evil, because of the... Because of, she's an Avelus, what he really meant was, All women that were divorced from a state of Irusin, a state where they were only engaged, they were halfway married, and they got divorced from that, so Yinasu, they're allowed to get fully married. But in Echnami and Almana, if her husband had died, she's an Avelis, and she for sure can't get fully married. That everyone agrees to. If so, that's exactly Rabbi Huda Shita in the Mishnah. What's Rabbi Yaisi adding over here? So Ikebenayim, the Gemara answers that, no, what they're really arguing is there's a subtle difference between them. The difference is Nisua Liares. They're arguing in a case of a woman that was a Nisua. She was fully married. So now, when she gets divorced, is she allowed to get engaged? So that way, that's the opposite. Rabbi Yehuda suffered a mutaris liaris. Rabbi Yehuda goes as far as to say that a suah, a woman that was fully married, is allowed to get engaged during that period. Rabbi Yehuda suffered a suah, a liaris. Rabbi Yehuda would hold that enachnami doesn't work the other way, and a suah, a woman that was fully married, is not allowed to get engaged during that period. But Rabbi Yehuda agrees to Rabbi Yehuda in the opposite scenario that a rusa, a woman that was only engaged, is allowed to get fully married during that. Three month period. But the Gemara asks on that, is it true that Rabbi Yaisi holds that a Nisua, a woman that was fully married, is not allowed to get engaged to have irisin during that three month period? All women are allowed to have irisin during that time, except for an Almana, except for a woman whose husband died, evil, because she's in Avelus. How long is her Avelus? 30 days. And all these women. Women, they shouldn't get married, fully married, until three months pass. So, what do we see? We see from this Brisa that Rabbi Yossi clearly said, All women are allowed to get engaged, even a woman who was previously married fully. So, how could Rabbi Yossi, how could you tell me that Rabbi Yossi says, that an Asua is Asura Liares, that an Asua is not allowed to get engaged during that period. We said, we see here, he says, Kol all women except for an Oman is allowed to get engaged during that period. So the Gemara asks, Hi, my Kushi, what's the question? If it's from the ratio of that price you just brought me that says, all women are allowed to get engaged during that period. So it sounds like even an Asua, is that better than our Mishnah? Our Mishnah said the same thing. And and it didn't work in Rabbi Yaisi. So we established that in Rabbi Yaisi to mean, not but women that were 
married, only halfway married, they were engaged through a state of Erusin, and they got divorced. So, so then they're allowed to get married, Yinasu. So that's how we established our Mishnah. So this isn't better than our Mishnah. Hachanami also will establish it here. Call Erusin, Grusha, Yinasu. What would it mean here? Obviously the Brisa is not going to be any better than the Mishnah, and we're going to tell you it means the same thing in Erusin. It means, call Arusin, Grusha, Yinasu. Any... Any divorcee, divorced from a marriage, she was only in married through a state of innocence, so she could get married fully. She's allowed to have Nisuin. So what's the question? Now let me say, if you're going to tell me the question is from the Seifa. Diktani is the Seifa says, That all women are not allowed to get married until there's three months that pass. So, in Suvehu Delay Isruse. Sorry, in suve in suve hudilai. It sounds so. What's the diuk that they're not allowed to get fully married? It's ruse shapirdami, but they would be allowed to get engaged. So it sounds like all women are allowed to have erusin during that time period, even women that were fully married before. So Amarava, Taretz Mahachi. Really answer and say this. Really, this is what Rabbi meant to say. There, Rabbi Yisrael says, Kol aruses grushesinasu. Any divorced woman from a marriage that was only Iris and she was only engaged in that marriage so she got divorced from that so you know so she's allowed to get Nisuin she's allowed to get completely married except for Amman because she's in Avelus so she's not allowed to get completely married how long is her Avelus for? so that's for 30 days and women that were fully married they were coming from a marriage of nisuin so they're not allowed to even get irusin they're not allowed to even get engaged they have to wait the three months the gemara jumps in and asks on that though is that true that on almana from irusin meaning if a woman was only engaged she only had irusin and her husband died so is that true that she has a velus even she was only halfway married Taught in a brisa, taught a woman that's his wife, but only through Erisin, they were only halfway married. He's not an oinin for her; he doesn't have the lachas of aninus when she dies. If he's a kain, he's not allowed to be mitamel to her. Also, her loyenenes, she's not; she doesn't have the lachas of aninus when he dies. She does not have a chiyuv to be mitamel to him. Mesa, if she dies. Enoi Yorsha, he does not inherit her. Mace who, if he dies, she still gets her ksuba. What, what do we see from here? We see that a woman that was only married through Erisin, she doesn't even have a Velus. So how could you tell me that Rabbi said that an Amona from Erisin can't get married during her Avelus. She doesn't have an Avelus if she's only an Amona through Erisin. So says the Gemara, Ella really going back. After all this, falling back to our original question, that why should she be, why should she, why should she be ushered to Erusin during this time, if even after a Shchidish Av and before Shavuot Shachabai, it's going to be mutter to have Erusin. Meaning a woman that was fully married, why is it usher for her to get engaged during the time she's in Avelus for her husband, if we have a Kalvachimer from just like after it's still usher to do other things, but either way, it's mutter to get engaged. It's mutter to do erusin. So over here, where it's mutter to do everything else, for sure, erusin should be mutter. So the Gemara says, It's a complete machlaikis anyway, whether after it's even mutter to get engaged or not. It's mutter erusin or not. We were assuming from what we saw that it's going to be completely mutter then, but really it's machlekes. Did Tanya as we saw in a bride, Samir Shchedesh, Mada Tainis, after Shchedesh Av, until the Tainis, until Teshubav, Ha'am mematin me'iskeim. The Am, the people, 
they do less business, and they do less uh, less business together, they stop building so much, you stop planting, stop getting engaged, this is the point we need, they stop having erisin, and also they stop from having nisuin, getting fully married, but the Shabbos, Shavua Shechalboi, the actual week that Tishabav is in it, that's more Chomer and Asu, L'Sabar L'Chabes, you're not even allowed to take a haircut, you're not allowed to do laundry, and there's a sheet that says that the entire month is going to be Asr. So really, no Kabachimer anymore, because he's clearly going like the Shita that holds no. It's Asr to have Erisin even for Mishchei Deshav. So therefore, we have no Kabachimer that it should be Mutter for Mishchei Deshav, because he's going like the Shita that it's Asr during Mishchei Deshav. Maskif law, Ravashi, Ravashi, asked on that, on him, Mimai, Diliaris, Liaris Mamish. How do you know that when it says here that it's Asr to have Erisin during Av, during, after Rosh Chodesh Av, how do you know that it means Erisin Mamish? How do you know that it means Erisin and not Asudas Erisin? Maybe it's only Asr to make a Suda for the Erisin. But the actual Maisa of Erisin, maybe that would be allowed. So the Gemara asks on that, sorry, the Gemara asks on that, if you're going to tell me that Erisin doesn't mean Erisin Mamish, but it means a Sudas Erisin. So what does Lisa mean? What does to have Nisuin means? Linase Nami, Lemebat Sudas Nisuin. So also to get Nisuin should mean a Sudas Nisuin. It should mean Nisuin itself. It should mean actual Sudas Nisuin of the Asr. That, is, that making a Suda for the Nisuin is Asr. Oh, Lisa, shop your dummy. But Lisa, but to actual, actually have Nisuin to get married, fully married during that time is going to be okay? Obviously not. We know that can't, but you can't get fully married during, after Rosh Chodesh Av. So obviously that's not a good question, and you can't tell me that Usr to do Erisin doesn't actually mean Erisin, because that would be Mutter, but it really means Usr to do Suda of Erisin. Because if so, you're going to have to tell me the same thing by Nisuin, and that makes no sense. The Gemara asks, why not? What are you talking about? I understand why Nisuin is going to be Asr, the Maisa of Nisuin itself getting fully married, because even without a Suda, Belay Suda, Ika Simcha, even without a Suda, there's still Simcha, so it's still going to be Asr, Ala Erusin, but Erusin, Belay Suda, Mika Simcha, without a Suda, is there Simcha at all by Erusin? It's just a Maisa of getting engaged. There's no, there's no really Simcha unless there's going to be a Suda with the Erusin, and therefore, really, I could tell you that when it said Erusin is Asr, it didn't mean actually Erusin, it meant Asudas Erisin is Asr, but Erisin itself would be Mutter, and therefore we fall back on the question that if Erisin is Mutter over there by Avelus of Av, after Rishchidesh Av, then over here, why isn't it going to be Mutter by a regular Avelus? But for a married woman that her husband died, why don't we let her get engaged? Why don't we let her do Erisin? If over there we let her do Erisin, why not over here? So the Gemara answers, Ela Amar Vashi, Vashi answers, Shani Avelis Chadosha Me'avelis Yishana, Vishani Avelis De Rabim Me'avelis De That there's a difference between a new Avelis and an old Avelis, and also a public Avelis and a private Avelis. Meaning, an old Avelis, the Beis HaMikdash that we're mourning in Av, so that's an old Avelis, that's Avelis Yishana, it's also Avelis de Rabin. So that is going to be more Mekel, and we're going to allow you to do Erisin during that time. But a woman's Avelis, when she's mourning for her husband, is a new Avelis. It's Avelis Chadasha, and it's Avelis... Diyachid, it's Avelis Diyachid, it's a private and newer Avelis, so that's going to be more Hummer, and therefore, in that case, we're not going to allow her to do even Erisin, where that will hold it here. Chag Samech.